and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And we thank you all for listening to the podcast. Feel free to follow us on any platform we are available anywhere you get your podcasts. So listening is easier than ever. And it was a wild conclusion to what was an extremely surprising and wild season last week. A lot of craziness happening. And overall on the, the year, we didn't do that bad picking this uh, incredibly wild season. I know it started out pretty rough, but we ended up on a pretty good measure here. Yeah, we certainly did. With our final records, with me having 160 and 109, and Rob with 159 to 110. So me winning by one game. That's one game. Yes, congratulations there. I do believe we kind of go back and forth here because we've done this for a couple of years now, and I think we've, we kind of just alternate who wins the year. That seems to be the case. And uh, also congratulations on your fantasy championship as you won this week as well. Yeah, won our redraft league. Yes, bit of a delayed win uh, because of the whole Bills Bengals thing, but did not affect the outcome. Indeed, so good winning week for me. Yes, and hopefully we can continue our picking success as we go into the playoffs. But before we get into that, I want to talk about my team, the Green Bay Packers, losing to the Detroit Lions 2016 on Sunday Night Football. And this was an incredibly disappointing loss. It seemed like it was the perfect storytelling finale here to a big winning streak to get into the playoffs, winning in at Lambeau against the Lions, but they could not get it done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, after the Seahawks had gotten their win earlier in the day, I was 100% on board the Packers here, and I badly wanted to see them in the playoffs, as I thought they were a much more interesting team and a better team than Seattle overall. It's a team that I'd much rather see in the playoffs. was rooting hard for them since Detroit couldn't get in anymore either. And yeah, so just a sad ending to the year for the Packers and one where they looked so high at the end and it just comes crashing down. Yeah, and it's really just unceremonious. Like I couldn't even believe it for a couple like hours after that game. Like we were supposed to win. It just felt like something had gone wrong in the algorithm and like we were not supposed to lose this game, but alas, it is so. And uh yeah, this was like the worst outcome because I wouldn't have minded so much if the Lions won and they got in because I would have loved to see the Detroit Lions get in the playoffs. Like, we both were relative believers in them this year over other people. I know a lot of people just wrote them off as the Lions, but we, we kind of stayed on their train the whole year here. Yeah, and you certainly were afraid from the start. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think I had them going like 8-9 or something like that. They exceeded even my expectations. But, yeah, just really disappointing here. And as a Packer fan, we're going into another long off season. It's going to be... You know, will Rogers stay? Will Rogers go? It's gonna be like that every single day, and it's it's not gonna be fun. But it is what it is. You get used to it after a while. But good on the Lions going forward. I feel really good about the Detroit franchise, where it is in the coaching and just all the the, the mentality they have there. And I'm really excited to see what they can do going forward. Absolutely, me too. All right. Well, that concludes us talking about the Packers this year. What a sad ending to a sad season overall. But we will move on to a bit more of an optimistic outlook on the Buffalo Bills as they defeated New England Patriots 35-23. to Yeah, and a good showing for this Bills offense there. And how about that opening kickoff? Nine Heinz taking it to the house. A lot of emotions on the Bills' sideline for that. I mean, even myself felt some emotion on that one. Hearing the radio call, having Heinz take it right to the house there, just really cool moment there. And being able to take another one as well. And 
seemed to be a good day for the Bills' offense overall. That's incredible. Like, the kickoff return touchdown is one of the most electrifying plays in football because it's completely unexpected. Like, I know when Keyshawn Nixon returned his, I was just ecstatic. And, like, seeing, I don't think I've ever seen two in one game from the same player. That's incredible. And just super long ones as well. Just, yeah. It was awesome. That's, that's amazing. And what a difference that, you know, he makes. And Pat, Pat McAfee said after the, the trade, and a lot of Colts fans were saying, like, you guys got a really, not only a good human, but a great player, and he's he's willing to do anything, punt returns, kick returns. So don't write off a guy like Naheem Hines. He could be a really big X factor in the playoffs for them. And as you said, the, the offense just looked a lot better. They really seemed to be clicking at the right time. And they, they just seem to have a lot of passion, especially after that whole injury, which is not a good scenario. But I feel like they're even more fired up now. And going to the playoffs, they are looking really dangerous. Yeah, certainly. Diggs having a game looking more like himself again. And a really nice catch from John Brown. Good to see him getting back involved in the offense. And it'll be interesting to see if we'll see him up this week against Miami. Yes. Because he, that's, yeah, I, I love John Brown. Uh, when the Bills had him the first time, I don't. I never really saw the logic behind getting rid of him. Maybe it was just money. But I still like John Brown as a receiver for them. I think he fits really well. Yeah, he's a he's a good depth piece for this offense. Yes, and he replaces who is it? Jamison Crowder, I believe, went down early this year. Yes. Yeah, and I think he replaces him just fine. And I really like what I've seen from Knox as of late, and Davis has been all right. You they hope for some more from him, but now maybe you're a little bit more satisfied with pieces and Cole Beasley and John Brown to help solidify your depth that you don't have to count on uh, Davis quite as much. I mean, as well as Knox too. Yeah, they have multiple multiple receivers that can really hurt you as a defense. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for defenses to cover cover all their threats that they have now. Yeah, and that's exactly what you want, and something that seemed to be missing from this Bills offense a lot of the year, or at yes. least in the second half. Yes, I agree, and of course you always have the the potent threat of Josh Allen running. So, I mean, if you if you are able to cover cover the receivers for too long. Josh Allen can easily bust out 10, 15 yards and get you a first down, which drives defenses nuts. It really does. And, yeah, so the Bills, they are going to obtain the number two seed here. Who knows if they would have attained the one, but they will be hosting a playoff game, and it will be against a division rival, the Miami Dolphins, here in the first round. So this leads us into the playoff matchups for this week. Bills-Dolphins. And who do you have taking this matchup here? It's we don't know if two is going to play yet. It's it's kind of looking like a toss up here. Yeah, really unknown with two of them this week, and with them or not, I believe the Bills are the better team. I think we can agree on that, and yes. I have a strong confidence in this Bills offense coming to this week, and I have the Bills taking a thirty-five to seventeen win over the Dolphins. Yes, and I do have the Bills. Uh, I'm going to have them go 38-20 here. I think they get out to an early lead and maybe dial it back a little bit um, because they should have the game in check. Uh, I think the Dolphins at this point, they just kind of feel like a team that they're happy to get in, right? Because Tua has just had a heck of a year. Uh, Really good when he's been playing, but he's had a lot of injuries, a lot of concussions. That's scary. Hopefully he gets better. But it just feels like the Dolphins, their kind of, their mission, get in. They got in, and that just feels like it for them. Yeah, the wind certainly got taken out of their sails. Uh, I was trying to keep the the Dolphins' bandwagon alive a little bit longer than most people did. Yeah. Seems to be over. 
yeah. point. <laughs> it, it landed. I mean, again, the point I make every single time we talk about the Dolphins, the best wide receiver duo in the league. Super, super dangerous. They can rip off an 80-yard touchdown at any moment. And, of course, you've got to watch out for that. That being said, I think the Bills just have so much more. Yeah, they're just too good right now. They're on too much of a good momentum. The Bills should easily take care of business here. Uh, and then you have another AFC matchup between the Bengals and the Ravens. So the Bengals, this is a quick turnaround here, playing two weeks in a row. And who do you have taking this matchup? I have the Bengals winning this one 37-12. to 12. Uh, Yes, and I do as well. I have the Bengals here 27-23 to 23 here. Yeah, it is unclear this week if Lamar Jackson's going to even play for the Ravens. And, I mean, if that's the case, I just see just a total domination here by the Bengals. Yes. I, if Jackson's not playing, it will be a blowout. But if he is playing, the, the Ravens could be could be there. But I just think that he hasn't practiced even in a long time. He's going to be just rusty. Right. I mean, and overall, this Ravens team... They've had a defense that's given up a lot of points or can give up a lot of points as they've shown over the year over this last year. Yeah. And they've got an offense that really doesn't have a lot of pieces. I mean, you see Mark Andrews and what else? What right. else do you have there? I mean, you've got a decent stable of running backs with J.K. Dobbins and Kenyon Drake, but at receiver, there's just next to nothing. Yeah, and if you shut down Jackson and Andrews, you shut down the Ravens. Like, I had Andrews on my fantasy team. Whenever Andrews had nothing, the Ravens' score, sure enough, was very low. So I think the the game plan to beat the Ravens is pretty easy, unfortunately, for Ravens fans, and that's just shut down Lamar Jackson. Right. I mean, that can certainly be tough to do, but with the high power of the Bengals' offense, I feel like they won't have any trouble at all. Yeah. And the Bengals just, they feel like a complete team right now. They have the quarterback, they got the running backs, the receivers, the defense is clutch. And, yeah, I think they should take this one quite easily although easily with an asterisk because it is a division game and it's a quick turnaround here but um yeah i think the Bengals should take this one decisively yeah i mean when i look at everything the Bengals have just really complete team there it's on a super hot streak and i'm looking at everything i see from them joe burrow has been on fire best trio receivers in the league great running back a good tight end i mean maybe their one question is at tackle there where they had one of their starters go down, Lyle Collins. But other than that, I would like everything from the Bengals I've seen so far. Right, and they were able to make a Super Bowl last year with with the worst offensive line than they have this year. Right. So I don't I don't think that's too much of a concern. Um, plus the Ravens' pass rush, it's not like it's this elite pass rush that it used to be. Yes, that, that's true. All right, so now we have an, the, one of the most intriguing matchups, maybe the one I had the toughest time with, and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Jaguars getting in on one of the last plays of the game against the Tennessee Titans. I believe it was a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So the Jaguars, a great story getting in the playoffs here. However, I don't think they will have what it takes, and I will be taking the Chargers here, 24-17. I'll go similar. I believe this game is going to be close, and the Chargers are going to sneak out a win at 20-17. to 17. Yeah, similar similar thoughts by us on this game, I think. But uh, I never feel good about picking the Chargers. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl in the preseason pick. Um, it's like They they got on a pretty good streak. Uh, Mike Williams is going to be day-to-day. That'll be big. 
But at the end of the day, I think the Jaguars, again, they're just kind of happy they got in. It's been a really good year uh, in contrast to the awful one that was last year. Yeah. I mean, when I'm looking at the stats for this game, like I feel like it pulls me in every which direction here. I mean, because I'm reading it here where it's saying that the Chargers have the number six ranked pass defense. Like, okay, so maybe Lawrence will have some issues here. But then they've got the 27th ranked run defense. They get it for the most yards per carry in the NFL. Yeah, well, then that's you see, concerning. I mean, Chargers have the number five ranked passing offense, and the Jacksonville has the 27th ranked pass defense. Right, so they should get shredded, theoretically. Theoretically, yes. But I think we both have the feel that it's not going to be a super high offensive game. Yeah, I, I think it'll be very defensive. Yeah, even that being said, where their defense in the metrics aren't super good either way, it feels like the type of game that's going to be closer. I mean, seeing last week, Jacksonville played a pretty tight defensive game versus Tennessee. Yes, which that's how Tennessee plays you. But... And, and granted, Tennessee's not great offense either. Nothing compared to no. the Chargers. But still, I I don't know. I, I, despite the being two of the best young quarterbacks in the AFC, I don't really see this being too much of a high-scoring game. Yeah, me neither. And, and, and I feel like it's kind of being marketed like it's going to be this amazing shootout here Saturday night. But I feel like there's a lot of other games that are that are going to prove to be more exciting, at least in offensive aspect, than this one. Yeah. But definitely a game that I'll be excited to watch either way. Yeah, because I think this is a game that both teams are going to try to be losing it. Like, there's going to be... The fan bases are going to be tearing their hair out at this game, I feel like. And as an outsider just watching the football game, it'll be entertaining. And overall, that's what you want. Yes, two two young quarterbacks on the rise, very talented, and yes, it should be a very very exciting game here. And then we have going to the NFC side of things. We're going to go to the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. This is a Monday nighter, I believe, and this is a really close game for me. I know a lot of people are going to want to take Tom Brady and the Bucks just because his history over the Cowboys. I don't think he's ever lost to them before, which is crazy. Uh, however, I'm going to go against my better judgment. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think the last week's loss, awful loss, is going to wake them up a little bit, and they're going to do what it takes to beat the Bucks, who aren't very good. Yeah. I think that the Cowboys are going to be able to handle this one, and I have them winning 24-17. to 17. I mean, the Buccaneers' rushing offense has been just awful. awful. Just absolutely awful. Oh, pathetic. And Tom Brady has threw the most passes in the NFL this year. A lot of the fact due to their, their rushing couldn't do a thing. So you're counting on your 43-year-old quarterback to just pass at an insane clip to try and get things done. And it really hasn't worked well this year. And I'm seeing a, a Dallas team that I think has enough in the air to do what they need to do, but also has an extremely potent rushing offense that can keep their defense off the field there and keep the ball in their hands and out of Tom Brady's, and and try and continue to force him to just pass and get it down the field there. And they've got a bit of an opportunistic defense, really. So I feel like I have quite a bit of faith, actually, in the Cowboys to be able to take this one. Yeah, I mean, I again, Cowboys are like the NFC version, if you will, of the Chargers. Although I said they were at the NFC Bills. I think the Chargers might be more accurate, just in the fact that they, they choke. Like, and they choke hard. They're... 
like I, I think Chris Broussard of, of First Things First summed it up perfectly. They're more likely, they're the most likely out of any of these teams to put out their F game. Like they could fail any week, and we saw it last week. Like when they're good, they're they are really good, but you just never know when they're gonna just play awful. And we've seen that like a lot of the times in the playoffs. What they haven't made the NFC Championship in like God knows how long, and it just feels like it's the same old Cowboys again. They just have when the big moments come, they're just unable to get things done. So I mean, I think they'll take this game, but I, I don't really have any hope anymore in the Cowboys, unfortunately, because I think they're very exciting to watch. And their offense is has been the best offense of the league since Dak has gotten back, which I should mention. I don't know if that's still the case after last week's stinker, but they have a very high-powered offense. It feels like they should win, which is, I guess, why I'm taking them not to win. I feel like all the media coverage, all the pressure on the Dallas Cowboys, it gets to their head, and they're just unable to perform. I feel like if they had gone in a little bit more quietly, I would have felt better about it, but now all the intentions on them, and I don't know. I just feel pretty uncomfortable about it now. So interesting. We differ quite a bit on the Cowboys, it seems. Yeah, I fought back and forth on them all year, to be honest. Like, and for a long time there, I was, like, riding high. Like, right when Cooper Rush was in there and he was holding it down and they were actually being good, I was like, hey, maybe this Cowboys team is good. Dak got back, they looked good. And I'm like, that's, that was probably my high point. So I guess we kind of flip-flopped then because I remember I was extremely low on the Cowboys at the start of the year, around the time that Cooper Rush took over. Uh, and I said they didn't deserve to have the record they did. <laughs> and so I guess we're kind of flip-flopped, because I feel like I've had the Cowboys as a contender in my mind for quite some time. Probably a couple of weeks after Prescott came back. But I guess we've kind of flopped on that since then. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see the Cowboys. I really would. I'd love to see them to go all the way here. But I just, I have to see, I haven't seen what, I, what I've liked to see from them so far to really have it in my mind that they're contenders like it just feels like this is what they do every year i really haven't seen anything too different from them this year but it could be you never know if Dak if Dak steps up and he takes this game by the horns takes the playoffs by the horns he could he definitely lead them all the way definitely talented enough um, but that being said i do have them winning this game all right then moving on to the seahawks seattle seahawks facing the 49ers and it's going to be in San Francisco, of course. Seattle just sneaking in to the playoffs. And this is going to be an interesting game. It always is between this division. However, I do think the 49ers are the far better team and will take the victory, 31-24. to 24. Yeah, I agree. 49ers definitely the much better team here. And I have them winning 28-20. to 20. I mean, the 49ers won both their contests versus Seattle this year. And if you're looking for momentum, there's not a team that probably has more than the 49ers honestly winning 10 straight. Yeah. And then you have the Seahawks on the flip side who have gone 3-5 and five in their last eight. And, yeah, barely got in there. Looked like they were going to be out. Uh, just barely snuck out a win in overtime versus the Rams last week to clinch their spot and had to hope for the Packers to lose as well. Yeah, and it did happen. Like, it, I think Pete Carroll might be a dark horse underdog uh, head coach of the year. I know he's probably like down there because Dave Ball and Sirianni are probably going to be up there. But no denying he's done a very good job with what was thought to be one of the worst teams in the league. I think we both predicted it would be awful. Yeah, certainly. And I give them a lot of credit for that. But I don't believe they're up to snuff with some of the best competition in the NFC. Yes, I, I, I would tend to agree. And both these teams have, you know, they have a toughness about them. They just don't give up. 
and they, they both have exceeded expectations. And another thing I was going to bring up, uh, Pete Carroll, I said Dark Horse, Coach of the Year. How come nobody's talking about Kyle Shanahan as Coach of the Year? I feel like he never gets his due respect. He's on his third-string quarterback, and they've won 10 games in a row, and they're sitting at the number two seed right now. Yeah, really good point you bring up there. And, yeah, I've seen him brought up a couple times, but more lightly than not. Right, it's like, here are the serious guys, and, oh, you know, Kyle Shanahan did good. Like, that's kind of what it is. Right, right. Yeah, and he should be getting a little bit more love. Yeah, I mean, he's... I mean, that's incredible. Like, the the Eagles run with, with Nick Foles was incredible, like a backup leading you like that far. But I think to, Trey Lance is the guy. And then he gets hurt in the week one. Jimmy comes in, and he gets hurt. Now you have the seventh-rounder rookie. Like That's just insane that they've been able to do what they've been. And doing. not even just be able to keep the, the ship afloat there and sneak in at, like, 9 and 8. Yeah. You get in there at 13 and 4, and you're looked at as one of the better contenders in the NFC. Right, and it's not like they're just like leaning on like their run game or whatever. They're leaning into the Brock Purdy, uh, Brock Purdy, sorry, quite a bit. Like he's been pretty darn good this year, and you know with thirteen touchdowns, four interceptions, hundred and seven passer rating, and thirteen hundred yards. Like that's really like that. They're not just like oh we have Brock Purdy, you want to like be gentle with it. Like no, they're like throw the ball, dude, because like we trust you. Yeah, and really couldn't be in a better system for a quarterback like that, but they still have been super aggressive. They're not really managing what he does, and he's not making a ton of mistakes either, which is really nice to see. But even for a quarterback where you're not super talented, you're definitely in the best system possible when yeah. you've got some of the best yards after catch weapons in the league in McCaffrey and Samuel and Kittle and Ayuk yeah. as well. That's true, and the great offensive line. And yeah, it's like it makes like it makes a big difference. Who knows what you know what what would happen with other quarterbacks if they were in better systems? Like I feel feel like people fail to give that enough credit in how good a quarterback is. Yeah, it can definitely play a big part in that. Like, in, and maybe no better example than Trevor Lawrence in his development in these last couple of years. Not a great year at all with Urban Meyer, and this year looks complete like a completely new quarterback under yeah. Doug Peterson. Hundred percent. So yeah, I I definitely would hate the 49ers here. And maybe I'm a little bit iffy on, you know, Brock Purdy. Maybe the the bright lights will get to him. But I just think that the 49ers are just overall just much better than the Seahawks. 100% agree with you on both those points. And then we have the Minnesota Vikings taking on the New York Giants. And this NFC battle in which these two teams did face a few weeks ago. And it was a narrow victory by the Vikings, like a 60-yard field goal at the last second. Who are you taking in this rematch? I'm going to take the Giants in this one, the one-score game of 19 to 18. And I will take. I'm going to take the Vikings here, 24 to 23. I think they get a another last-minute field goal and keep their one-score possession game record perfect here. So with the Giants here, where I ended up. I was trying to look at these stats, forwards, backwards, upside down, like trying to find something here because I just wavered back and forth, back and forth on this game. And, I mean, when it comes down to it here, I mean, very close game just a couple of weeks ago, and I feel like it comes down to turnovers, and the Giants had some turnovers that they don't usually have. They had two turnovers, and the Vikings had zero this game, and I think that's what that came down to. And I believe that the Giants' offense 
can be able to control the ground game with Barkley, and Jones is going to be able to keep the ball in his hands, not make any mistakes, and they can control the clock and kind of do what they have to do and take care of the Minnesota Vikings. And I think it's going to be a very close one down to the end, though. Yeah, that's that's a good point with the, the turnovers there. If they can like keep it clean, that would lead you believe that they can take this game. But I just think it's gonna the atmosphere in in Minnesota is gonna be electric. It's gonna be skull Vikings, you know, all the way the big horn and everything. I think they're gonna be their their blood's gonna be pumping. They're they're a good enough team to win one playoff game. And I think the Giants they've done really well. And Dayball is a great coach. It's going to be really close, but I think the Vikings just thrive in that kind of close game atmosphere. And I think they'll do just enough. But I'm not really comfortable in it. I picked a lot of teams this round that I'm not comfortable in at all, but I just did it anyway. This is definitely one of those games. Yeah, and to your point, I wouldn't be surprised really with either team winning. But ended up just kind of going with what I felt maybe made the most sense here with the Giants. But again, even not even super comfortable in that pick either. Probably the most unconfident of all my picks this weekend is the Giants. Yeah, and another thing that uh, that kind of just pushed me over the edge to pick the Vikings was they not only do they not lose close games, but when they lose, they tend to get blown out. So I just I don't think the Giants are really capable of blowing a team out this year. Maybe that you know maybe that's just nonsense, but I, I just that's kind of how I figured it at least. I mean. I don't think you're wrong in that point. But then again, we thought the Colts were capable of it. They almost blew them out. Right. At least they did in the first half. Right. So anything could happen. Like, But Kirk Cousins, I feel like they they're, they had a really good year. They won the division. They deserve to win a playoff game, you know, as much as it begrudges me to say so. And the Giants, they're just happy to They're another team that's just happy, kind of happy to be in it, I feel like, at this point. I might rebuttal your point, though, that the, the Vikings deserve to win a playoff game. I don't necessarily believe that. I mean, I, I think I did send you the stat earlier in the week. They have the worst points deferential ever for a team <laughs> with 13-plus wins. Yes, no more no more Packers on that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they really are what the record says they are. And I, I'll be back on this point again. They still feel like more of a nine-win team for me. Yeah. Despite I mean, the fact that it says that they win 13, when I watch them, when I've looked at other things, I don't believe that they should be that high up. Yeah, they, they really do. They like whenever When you got the Vikings on your schedule, you're not like, it's not, it just doesn't feel like you're preparing for a premier game like like you do when you prepare for the Chiefs. Right, right. That That's a good point there. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that. Like, yeah, I'm not. I don't see where the Vikings fans are coming from with all the hostility. Like, believe in us. Like, we deserve. Like, do you? Like, it's been really like not that impressive this year. It like, yeah, there's not a really a win where it's like, I feel on board. I feel like you were able to take a game by the horns and just run with it. Yeah, I mean, I guess the signature win was the Buffalo game, but even then, you had like. Who like I've never I don't think I've ever seen a fumble on the goal line quarterback's knee like that's what it took for them to beat the Bills and multiple red zone interceptions as well yeah it took like everything to go right for them to barely win that game like I don't know it I I am not I'm I'm out on the Vikings here yeah but I mean I will they, they did win the division like they had a great record it's not like they snuck in with like eight and nine or something so I mean I guess kudos to that but that's where it stops I guess. All right, so that's our picks for round one of the bracket. 
And now we're going to try to predict the future even more, I guess, and give you our full bracket predictions here for the playoffs. And I guess I will go first here. So I mentioned the Jags and Chargers. I had the Chargers winning. And I'm going to follow up on that pick because I have the Chargers going to face the Chiefs in the second round. And the Chiefs, as we know, have beat the Chargers twice this year already, and both by field goal games. It's very hard to beat a team three times in the same year. For that reason, I will have the Chargers going to the conference championship. Then going back, circling back, we have the Bills-Dolphins. I have the Bills winning. Bengals-Ravens, I had the Bengals winning. And a Bengals-Bills rematch here, the game that never was. I will pick the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow at the end of the day is going to be too clutch here. And I feel like when I was thinking about the Bills, I really felt I liked their energy. But I think it comes down to this. I feel like Josh Allen loses games too much. Like I don't think I've ever watched a Bengals game or a Chiefs game where I thought, Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, you, you lost this game. But I know I felt that way watching the Bills sometimes with Josh Allen. And I think that it just, in the playoffs, it comes down to clutch. I think the Joe Burrow is a little bit more clutch. So I'll have the Bengals winning there. And the AFC Championship, Chargers-Bengals. And I took the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> sticking to my guns for my preseason pick. Then in the NFC, we had Bucks cowboys I had the Cowboys winning. Niners-Seahawks, I had the Niners winning. Vikings-Giants, I had the Vikings winning. And then Eagles-Cowboys, the third game of the year. I had the Eagles destroying the Cowboys in that game. 49ers, Vikings, as we mentioned, don't believe in the Vikings. Brock Purdy's been impressive. I had the Niners there. And Eagles, Niners in the conference championship, I had the San Francisco 49ers coming out on top. So Super Bowl, Chargers, 49ers. And your Super Bowl winner, according to me, will be the 49ers here defeating the Chargers. And on my side, in the wildcard weekend, I had the Chargers defeating the Jaguars, the Bills defeating the Dolphins, and the Bengals defeating the Ravens. Well, on the NFC side, I have the Giants defeating the Vikings, the Cowboys defeating the Buccaneers, and the 49ers defeating the Seahawks. So on the divisional round, where I have the Chargers defeating Kansas City, the Bills defeating the Bengals, the Eagles defeating the Giants, and the Cowboys defeating the 49ers. So in the AFC Championship game, I have the Buffalo Bills over the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Dallas Cowboys over the Philadelphia Eagles. For a Super Bowl matchup of the Bills and Cowboys, where I have the Bills winning, 28-25. to 25. Oh, wait, so wait, first Bills Super Bowl, was, wasn't that Bills-Cowboys, was it? Or was it Bills-Giants? Here, Mr. Bills fan, because that would be pretty. I know they did face the I want to say they faced them twice, I believe, they faced the yes. Cowboys. So the third time's the charm, maybe, <laughs> for Buffalo here? Maybe. Boy, that would that would be really that would really be something. That'd be a very good television. Bills Cowboys. I I made the comparison that the they were the same team in different conferences. That'd be quite interesting. Right. <laughs> if they both ended up making it there. But yeah, we we differ probably on the Cowboys the most out of any team in the NFL. I think, and surprisingly, we both have the Chargers beating the Chiefs in the second round. That's a big shock. That I don't think anyone else is going to have that. Oh, their their first Super Bowl was against the Giants, by the way. The Giants. Or that was the wide right. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well. Then there. Uh, although they did have two versus the Cowboys, numbers three and four in a row. Yeah, heartbreaks. Yeah. I mean, the, they they should have won the first one. Like, the other ones, you could argue, 
maybe the like it was fair and square and everything, but that first one that just that hurts. Like that was a very makeable field goal. There's a lot of opportunities in that game that were missed. That's one of those games that just it kills you. Even now, like if you mention wide right to a bit like a diehard that lived for that game, they'll still cringe at that. Like that's how much it hurt in that moment. So yeah, I'd love to see that. Would be an awesome, awesome story to see the Bills beat the Cowboys. Or maybe we'll have Bills Niners as uh, Chris Berman so often likes to predict. <laughs> Who knows? It'll be it'll sure to be exciting either way though. And I think now we're gonna go on to Scott's parlay for the week here. Yeah, we're gonna continue this going as long as I can to the playoffs. I might have to get a little creative once we get a little bit closer down to the wire here. Last week, for the third week in a row, I went two of three, losing on the Jets in my kind of a crazy underdog parlay, winning with Houston and Carolina. But I, I, I don't know how confident I was in that. But very close in that one, of course. That was gutsy. <laughs> Anyways, this week, my three-team parlay is going to be the Chargers, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. In their respective games, the Chargers are favored by one and a half, the Cowboys by two and a half, and the Bengals by seven. All right, yeah, some good lines there. Wait, did you, did you say the Cowboys are favored here? Yes, they are. Wow, Vegas the Vegas is giving Brady points. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it should definitely be a wild playoffs. Uh, this is nothing how, how I had predicted it going, <laughs> and we'll get into that uh, after the conclusion of the playoffs, just how awful our predictions were preseason. <laughs> Um, but yeah that wraps up this episode thank you all for watching feel free to follow, follow us on any platform we are available everywhere you get your podcasts and this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Brian we are tuning